Hello and welcome to this week's Sports Zone on Salford City Radio. I'm Rob Paxson and we're here talking all things sports in Salford. Joining the show this week as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside from The Devil in Detail. Paul, looking forward to talking all things sport in Salford and beyond. Yeah, certainly I'm Rob. We've had another busy week, haven't we, with, uh, with the, the sport that's been happening in the local area. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to delving into the world of uh, sport in Salford. So we'll start with the FA Cup and Manchester United. They beat Fulham 3-1 on Sunday after being 1-0 down uh, for a period in the game. Uh, good results come back from being 1-0 down, but Fulham had two men sent off and the manager sent off after a controversial decision regarding a penalty, which Manchester United scored. Uh, but a win is a win and they're through to the semi-final. Yeah, it, it was looking um, a, bit, a bit dodgy at, at times, wasn't it? That game going one nil down, and obviously a big decision there with uh, with players being sent off and a penalty as well, sort of turned the game in United's favour, and then they they finished strongly in that game. But you know, worrying signs, uh, you know, for a, for a while. But you no know, good, good for them to get through to the uh, to the semi finals. They've avoided uh, Manchester City in the draw as well, so uh, it's all set now for um, for a, for a big final, isn't it? Obviously, there's a there's a tough task against Brighton and the. The semi-final to get past first, but uh, but yeah, not probably not the best today. In Manchester United against Fulham, but uh, but good to get through. Fulham are a good side as we've seen this season in the Premiership. Yeah, obviously fell apart with the the two senders off and the uh, manager being sent off as well, Paul. And obviously in cup, cup competitions, you do need to keep a calm head. Obviously Fulham not doing that uh, this afternoon, but Manchester United have to take advantage of that. Bruno Fernandez with uh, two goals, uh, which shows he's back in form. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, took the chances when they they came along, really, because as I said, it was, you know, until the last sort of fifteen minutes of the game, they were behind there, weren't they? Ending out the cup, so uh, so yeah, Fernandez took his uh, took his penalty well, and then got a goal, you know, very late on in the game, wasn't it? Uh, deep into stoppage time there, and um, and yeah, good good to get that result, good to get through, and um, yeah, a good confidence boosting win, really. Yeah, and that's the important thing. They've got to keep the confidence up. Obviously, chasing the likes of City and Arsenal every every moment matters. And obviously, they're still in cup competitions. Obviously, after the League Cup victory a couple of weeks ago, confidence will be high, and they just need to keep that going. That's right. Yeah, well, confidence comes from winning matches, doesn't it? In all sorts of sports. So, uh, you know, I think you know, looking at that game, Fulham. That's sort of a minute of, of, of madness, really, didn't they? Where they, they lost the, the, the plot, really, after having that lead. And, um, you know, that's what it's all about in, 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 sport, in sport, really, isn't it? It's top-line sports, especially in big cup ties. You've got to keep your head and keep focused and stay composed. And United have done that and, and got through. And, you know, they showed this season that they, they can be competitive and they can be consistent. Had a few blips along the way. You know, um, but uh, but yeah, they've got a trophy already, and there's a, there's a fair chance they've got a chance of getting a very good chance of getting another trophy as well. Yeah, Brighton in the semi final will be a tough contest. Obviously, United will go into the semi uh, go into the into the contest favourites, Paul. But you know that's a you know a hard crown to wear sometimes, especially in the FA Cup. Yeah, certainly it's on a neutral ground as well at Wembley Stadium, isn't it? And uh, I don't know when the last time Brighton got to to Wembley. I'm not too sure to be honest without looking at looking it up, but that's a massive day for them and, and their supporters. And you know, put it this way, they've had a good season, Brighton in the Premier League. I think they're level on points with Liverpool with a game in hand. So if they were to win that game in hand, they've got, you know, they're, they're not far off the top four to be honest, are they? So they've definitely got a chance of getting into Europe. So they've been a consistent side this this season. They're very very difficult to beat on the south coast. 
um, you know, at Wembley Stadium in a, in a semi-final. I mean, it's it's anybody's really, isn't it? You know, it's who performs on the day. So I don't think United can take that game lightly whatsoever. I think it's, it's a real tough game. That probably a fifty-fifty game, really. Uh, there's not a lot between the two sides in the in the league table. So, so that's going to be a big test. It is, it is, Paul, and that's that is what Ten Hag wants. He wants his players to be tested at the big, at the highest stage, because obviously, the more they play in these big competitions, and the more they advance, uh, the better they become, because they gain experience, don't they? Yeah, they certainly do. Yeah, that's what it's all about now. You know, for Ten Hag, he wants to to get some trophies under his belt, and I think each season is going to be a progression. Um, and that's the way you've got to go now with this this group of players. He's got to he's got to add to it in the in the summer. But you know you've got to uh, you've got to experience things and, and and go through these big matches and, and build the experience. And there's no better way of doing that than playing in big games, playing in big finals. And um, you know that's what it's all about now. So they've got a massive chance of getting to the FA Cup final. They're still doing really well in Europe as well. Although there's some good sides in the European competition that they're in, um, there's still a chance of, of two trophies there. So. And, and obviously the, the Premiership, they were looking for a top four finish in that as well, get back in that Champions League next year. So it's all to play for this season for United. Yep. Let's move on to Manchester City. They were in FA Cup action as well. They faced Burnley and won 6-0. What a, uh, what a performance that was. Obviously Man City on a bit of a roll at the moment, all firing on all cylinders and it's a, a scary prospect uh, with games to come. Yeah, certainly. I mean... You know, look at that game. I know Burnley were big outsiders. Some bookies had them at twenty-five to one to win the game, and you know, in a two-horse race, that's massive odds. And considering they're playing well in the in the, the division they're in, the Championship, I think they've lost two games all season. So they've been very, very consistent in their own league. But it just shows you the the sort of gulf between the the Championship and the, and the Premier League, especially the top sides in the Premier League, especially Manchester City. You look at City and Arsenal; they're probably I won't say head and shoulders above the rest of the league, but there's a big gap there, I think, this season. Those two have been by far the most consistent sides, haven't they? And, um, and City have got that in the locker to, to blow teams away, haven't they? You've got guys like Haaland there, and you know, give him half a chance, and, and he'll take it. He's proved that this season with the 40s. I think he's scored 40-plus goals this season. So, yeah, there was always that chance of that blow-away scoreline. But if you were Burnley and Vincent Company, you'd be disappointed by that, because I think they were expecting to, to, to put on a, a show. But I think you know City played really well. From, from what I've read and what I've heard so a big, a big result for them and no they're going to take some stopping in that semi-final Eight goals in two games for Erling Haaland you know what what an absolute machine he is in front of a goal you know Man City play a certain way at the beginning of the season we weren't quite sure how he'd fit into that system but he certainly found a way uh, to score the goals with so many goals this season um, is he going to be the, the missing link for Manchester City that gets them over the line uh, in Europe and domestically? I think it's still difficult in Europe, Robert. They've got, a, you know, if you look at the, the Champions League and the route to the final and the, the teams that are standing in the way, there's still a lot of quality there. But, you know, Haaland's probably one of the best players in the world, isn't he? Certainly in Europe at the moment, who is the farm player. He's, he's the ultimate player, really. He's got everything. He's got the size, the speed, the physique. He's, he's, a, he's an ultimate athlete. He's a real specimen, isn't he? So, you know, he's. I mean, if you could build a, a forward... Uh, you know, yourself as like a robot, he'd be the person that you'd, you'd build, wouldn't he? You know, um, he's got all the attributes you, you need. So, um, yeah, he's a fantastic player and he's done City of the World a good this season. And it's a good job, really, because, you know, he's scored you know, quite a large proportion of the goals, hasn't he? But, no, I thought he's been great the last couple of weeks in, you know, with the Champions League victory over, um, over the German side, whose name escaped me. 
Leipzig. Played in the week. Leipzig, that's it, FC Leipzig. Um, and and obviously in this that that was a tough game as well. Don't forget they were they, they drawn away from home, pressure on at, at, at uh, the Etihad and and, and they, they rolled them over, didn't they? Really, and they don't seem to do pressure, do they? Manchester City when there's a pressure game on or a team comes to the Etihad, they just seem to, to roll up and turn them over. And you know Burnley was a banana skin, and you know, well they passed that test with flying colours. Yeah, they play Bayern Munich in the quarterfinals. Obviously, we know all about Bayern Munich. You know, being a top German side competing in the uh, late latter stages of the Champions League week in uh, year in year out, Paul, and it'll be a real tester for Pep Guardiola. Yeah, well, they're one of the giants of Europe, aren't they, Bayern Munich? They have been for the last couple of decades, really, haven't they? And you know, always a tough side to beat. One of Pep's old teams as well, so uh, so they're going to be going to be tough to to beat. There's no doubt about that, especially away from home. But you know, Manchester City will fancy the chances against anybody. I think with the, with the firepower they've got, and you've only got to mention Haaland there. I mean, if you're a Bayern Munich sort of coach or on their staff there, you'll you'll be doing your own work on him, trying to you know work out how to mark him and how to defend against him. He, he's every coach's nightmare, isn't he, for especially for opposition uh, teams? So, so yeah, I think City will be confident they can get through. Yep, City will play Sheffield United in the FA Cup semi-final after Sheffield United beat Blackburn three-two. Obviously. David and Goliath, another competition there. Yeah, he's. I was impressed. I watched a bit of that game on on Sunday while I was getting ready to watch Salford, and it was a good cup tie that between Blackburn and Sheffield United, and a bit of controversy in that as well with the VAR and the, and the penalty. But you know, Sheffield United are doing very well in the Championship. You know, similar sort of side to Burnley. I don't think they're quite as good as Burnley, so you'd expect Manchester City on form to to wallop Sheffield United. But that doesn't always the case in, in cup ties, does it? Especially at Wembley as well. You expect the Blades to raise their game, and uh, you know they're a famous old club as well, aren't they? And uh, you know there might be a bit of a fairy tale behind that one. So Manchester City can't take that one lightly. It's going to be a tough game for them. Yeah, let's move on to Salford City. They played Doncaster this weekend uh, and won three one. Uh, good result for Neil Wood's men. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And it seems another result that. Um, Adds a, adds confidence to their uh, their chase this season for promotion and you know Doncaster decent side and but it was a good result good result to get that win and it's just about building some consistency now it's coming towards the the back end of the season and the and the running and the race to uh, to get to promotion and uh, and a good result for Salford to get three points yeah uh, Neil Wood spoke to the press after the game and this is what he had to say. Gaffer a fantastic response to last week and three thoroughly deserved points uh, back here at home and puts us in a really good position after this game week. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, as disappointing last week was with that result, you know, it was a little bit of a shock to us all. We expected to see the game out, so really important to bounce back, as the famous saying goes. Um, I thought we did it really well. I thought we, I, I think we dominated most of the game. Um, first half especially I thought we were well well on top we probably could have scored a little bit more and then I thought we scored the third goal at an important time um, which allowed us to, to shut the game down you know we, we, the, by that point the last 15, 20, 25 minutes it was important to win the game rather than seeing it out in style so that was on our minds to take the three points to shut the game down um, which I thought the lads did really well and, and, and full credit to them I thought they were excellent today Hopeful looking back, I was getting stuff ready before the match, and this calendar year has been fantastic. I think that's six wins from eight now mm-hmm. um, here on home turf, and it just seems like we've made it the place that we need it to be um, at the right time. Yeah, we have, and that's a massive part. And 
Um, I think maybe the start of the season we were playing well but just not putting our chances away or not finishing them off. I think this is a really hard place to come and play and that's what we wanted to create and um, I don't think many teams look forward to coming here. We've definitely hit a, a good patch of form, we're definitely playing well uh, and, and taking the win so that's got to continue, you know, we've got nine important games to go, we want to win as many of those games as possible uh, and we're confident with the performances have been really good um, we've just got to maintain that and like I say that consistency that we've been searching for now would be a great time to, to put that into practice I think Keith that a number of players really starting to hit the stride and come to form epitomised today Luke Bolton absolutely unplayable for a couple of goals that he really deserved and you know souvenir to come from the game as well yeah he was excellent I know he got a, an early whack on his head which he played with a bandage which um, <laughs> I thought he did excellent you know it's not easy he took a heavy knock and um, I think just to, to bounce back from that to to know the fullbacks on the yellow card to keep attacking him uh, fair play to him he's, he's, he's been creating for us last week he, he laid it on a plate for Louis this week it's the opposite, opposite way around and, and Louis provided for him so really pleased for him because we wanted to get his goals and assists higher and, and he'll be the first to admit that so yeah really happy for his performance and albeit with um, you know goalkeeper error though Stevie uh, the goal on his first start uh, first home goal as well really big moment for him in what seems to be more and more big moments uh, as yeah. we get towards the end of the season I think I think you can see that with Stevie you know he's, he's, he's a talented footballer he's got a good football brain um, he's got a tremendous goal last week at, at Crew and he can change the game, you know, he's got that technical ability, his, his shooting is, is incredible. Um, so it was important to get him a start, you know, he's been building up his minutes, we wanted to get him a start in game. Um, we knew he was going to probably tire, although I think he probably could have carried on, he was probably disappointed to come off in the end. Um, but it's important just to manage him and, and, and get that into, into him, he did excellent. And then I think the other part was his we made five subs today and, and they all come on they play a part they see the game out for the team um, and, it, and it's important for the squad you know it's uh, it's really strong and I think it's it's credit to them that they obviously they're going to be disappointed if they're not starting but they're, they're being professional they're coming on they're, they're seeing the job out and when they get the chance to start they, they, they'll take it Result leaves us seventh but alongside Northampton the only team to win in the top half um, seems results have gone as the cliche goes for us how much of a boost might that be or particularly with the next three games coming up and how tight it is um, how important is today's result well I think it's one of them some weeks it goes for you and some weeks it, it doesn't what, what, um, what we have is we've got it in our hands and we've got nine big games to go we know if we win as many as those there's potentially they could be automatics but at least playoffs um, what we what we do have is we have games against teams around us which we're looking forward to which gives us an opportunity to take points off them to just get a, a little step in front which is important and for me the way we're playing the, the, the goals we're scoring the threat that we have going forward at the moment then we have to be confident going into those games. Cheers, Gaffer. Well done. 
So that was Neil Wood talking about the 3-1 win uh, at home to Doncaster. Certainly turning uh, the Peninsula Stadium into a bit of a fortress in the last few weeks, Paul. And that's the important thing going forward, going towards the back end of the season. You know, trying to get into the playoff spot and automatic promotion spots. You need your home uh, games to be like an atmosphere and uh, hopefully a guaranteed three points. Well, that's it, yeah, and I mean, Salford are just clinging in there at the moment, aren't they, in seventh place, you know, that was a good result, that, because they're chasing Pat, you got Mansfield, Sutton, Barrow, who were sort of just outside the, the playoff places, and Swindon and Doncaster, so they've, they've built a bit of a gap between those sides now, and they're hanging on the coattails of Barrow and Stockport, and Carlisle United are up there as well, but, you know, a couple more wins, and, and that automatic promotion place isn't that far, I think it's seven points behind Northampton, so, you know, two wins... And, and you're right back up there, aren't you? So especially now where you're playing two games a week as well, it can all change in you know in a matter of a few days. So so yeah, there's there's still a chance of that, but they've just got to keep winning, keep getting results because you don't want to slip away from that playoff um, zone now because there's a there's a whole cluster of clubs who are who are waiting behind to take your place. So consistency is the name of the game, and especially winning games at home, like you said, they seem to have turned the uh, Peninsula Stadium more lane into uh, a bit of a fortress now, and they're winning those home matches, and that's that's the the ingredients and the uh, to, to promotion really you know get your home wins make your home um, stadium a fortress and keep picking up the points yep away at Stevenage this weekend obviously after last week's heroics they'll need to back up with another win yeah that's right and uh, Stevenage are, are a funny side I know they're uh, they're second in the tell you what they were beating a Rochdale a few weeks ago um, Rochdale they're really struggling they, they, they thump Stevenage so I mean, they're a bit of a team that's a bit in and out at the moment but they're, they're as well they're chasing promotion so Salford can get something from that game that'd be a real bonus and a real boost for them yeah uh, looking at the Premier League Arsenal were in action this weekend they beat Crystal Palace 4-1 uh, Patrick Vieira uh, has been sacked by Crystal Palace, obviously after after you know mixed season, but if you look at the Premier League season, anyone from twelfth down can go down. Uh, Paul, so it seems like the uh, the Palace board decided that enough was enough. But it, it will it be enough? Do you think the new coach bounce will save them? Well, looking at the table, I think there's about ten games left now, isn't there? And there's a big jump from Palace to Villa. You would probably say Villa in eleventh place and thirty eight points is safe. Um, there's a 11 point gap then for Palace so Palace downwards all those sides there you've got Palace, Wolves, Leeds, Everton Forest and Leicester who are outside the relegation zone but could all still get relegated so it's fascinating really you've got what 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 9 teams there <laughs> still in half the league that are fighting, uh, fighting relegation because Palace are, are 3 points above uh, West, West Ham and they've got a worse goal difference as well and West Ham have got 2 games in hand on them so yeah they probably was it the right time to panic? Yeah, probably was. You know, the way things are going at the moment, Palace are getting sucked right into that and does the, the chairman and the board feel like they need a change? Well, obviously, yeah, because they don't want to get sucked into that that relegation zone. But it does seem a, a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, but probably, you know, one that they needed, they, they, they felt was the right thing to do. Yep. The other teams as well, Chelsea played Everton. Everton obviously down near the bottom and drew 2-2, two, two, obviously not a great result for both uh, teams there. Uh, obviously a lot of pressure on both managers as well. There is, yeah. Sean Dyche has come in at Everton and, and they've perked up since Dyche came in. Actually, they've, they've got themselves out of the relegation zone now, only albeit by two points, but they, they're not in the bottom three anymore. They are 
you know, upwardly mobile, as they say. They've had a couple of wins, a couple of draws, picking up points. I mean, it's a tough place to go, Stamford Bridge. And I think, you know, Dye should be pleased with that. I think getting a, getting a point from that game there, it just keeps them uh, keeps them up there. But the relegation zone, well, the whole relegation situation in the Premiership is absolutely fascinating. I think Southampton got a draw at the weekend against Tottenham. So the, there's nothing in it whatsoever as an hour. And I think it's going to be difficult to pick which three go down because it's it's, it's anybody that are those nine teams. Yeah, Conte, the Spurs manager, wasn't very happy about his team's performance after being in front. Um, obviously, lots of talk about how Spurs have a have a weak centre and a lot of teams get over him, but that was Spurs of ten. 10 years ago, surely this team, you know, with the likes of Son and Harry Kane, you know, they're good enough really should to be challenging. So it is disappointing for him because he spent a bit, a few money, a few, you know, Rich Allison spent a lot of money and he bringing players in, but they're still getting the same results. Yeah, they're still in the Champions League spots, aren't they? But they've been, you know, pretty inconsistent with that. They lost about nine or 10 games this season. So. You know, it's not good enough to challenge for the title, really. And for the amount of money that they spent at Tottenham over the last few years, they, they've sort of threatened a few times, haven't they? They're gonna gonna challenge, but I think they've been off the pace a bit, really. And if you're a Tottenham supporter, you'd be pretty disappointed with the way this season's gone. Um, I know it's all about finances now and finishing in that top four, but you know, there comes a time as a supporter of those those big sides where you want them to challenge, and Tottenham have, have, have sort of flattened to receive, really. And is the uh, the big the great escape on for Southampton? Obviously, got a, a change of manager. They found a bit of form. Still bottom of the Premier League, but they're still game to turn it around. Yeah, we like I said, ten games left, um, and they're two points from safety. So it's one win there, Rob, isn't it? Um, I know there's a couple of sides above them that have played a game game less and two games less so there's a bit of juggling about at the moment but it probably all even itself out over the next few weeks with uh, with midweek games and things like that so no at the moment they, they, they've been playing some decent stuff and I saw a bit of the game against United a, f- a few weeks ago and they were quite impressive you know defensively wise anyway and you know to score three goals against Spurs I think was a was a good performance so yeah they, they seem to have got goals you know, finding the net again. So that's that's what you need when you're down there near the bottom. You need to start, you know, bagging goals to give you a chance in matches. So, you know, I think the, the great escape could be on for Southampton. How many times have we seen them escape, you know, late on? Um, I think at the moment, Bournemouth have been struggling. Have they got a good result the other week against Liverpool, didn't they? So mm. I, I think there's, there's, there's anybody could could go out of those uh, those sides that are in there. I mean, Leeds got a good result at the weekend, didn't they? Uh, I think, I'm sure they went away at Wolves. That was a good result. That's that's brought Wolves back down the winter, the, the situation. So, yeah, I think Palace, we've just mentioned them, I think they could be uh, in free fall, really. Another thumping at the weekend, sat the manager. It's a massive decision now for who they bring in. It is. It is. And obviously no domestic games this weekend because uh, it's international weekend with European Euro qualifiers. England will face Italy on Thursday and then they'll play Ukraine on Sunday. Gareth Southgate obviously having some good success with England, obviously looking for more success in this uh, qualifier and beyond. Yeah, yeah, it's a strange time of the season to be having uh, qualifiers. Really, we don't really have them this later in the season. But you know, obviously, with the World Cup, things have been pushed about. But yeah, two games and, and two games over the weekend that can be massive towards the, uh, the the qualification. So we'll have to see how they go. But two entertaining games, sure, against the Italians and and Ukraine. We we said before off air, we've seen to play in Ukraine loads in, in qualifiers recently in recent years, don't we? So uh, so yeah, it should be two interesting games. Yeah, 
I'll just quickly run through the England squad. The goalkeepers are John and Pickford, Nick Pope and Aaron Ramsdale. All three good goalkeepers there in farm. Yeah, certainly, yeah, certainly. I mean, you just mentioned Jordan Pickford there. He needs to be in farm really, doesn't he, for Everton because uh, they need some clean sheets if they're going to survive. But yeah, three, three decent keepers all playing well. Yep. Defenders are Ben Chilwell, Eric Dyer, Mark Gucci from Crystal Palace, Reese James from Chelsea, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier and Kyle Walker. Obviously, a lot of uh, defensive talent available for the Gareth Southgate. Yeah, he's got, he's got a good squad. There's a good squad to pick from, isn't it, Rather And, uh, you know, he's going to need it. It's tough when you're playing two games in, in quick succession, two, two quality sides as well. So, uh, you know, the squad will get tested this uh, this coming week. Yeah, midfielders are Jude Bellingham, Connor Gallagher, Jordan Henderson, James Madison, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips and Declan Price. Jude Bellingham, Russia Dortmund, obviously. There is talk about him uh, moving away from Borussia Dortmund. Liverpool are in pole position to get him. Obviously, a great player. We saw, you know, how good he was in the last World Cup, and uh, would be a big signing for Liverpool if he can uh, manage to get him. Yeah, he certainly would. I think Liverpool are probably in, the, in need of a, a bit of new blood, really, aren't they? Uh, judging by the, the, the way this season's gone, they've been very, very inconsistent. I they struggle to find any sort of form. So, uh, so yeah, he'd be a good acquisition to their squad. I'm sure they'll be very busy in the transfer market in the summer anyway. Yeah, and the forwards are Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, Marcus Ratchford, uh, Sabuki Saka from Arsenal and Ivan Tony from Brentford. Obviously, Ivan Tony uncapped uh, at the moment, scoring loads of penalties for, for Brentford. Uh, he does have a FA charge hanging over his head, uh, which we obviously can't talk about because we nothing has been decided whether he's guilty or not. But he is a good player. He knows where the goal is. So it'll be interesting to see if Gareth Southgate gives him a chance. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah, he's done well this season. So obviously, with that, that charge and things like that, probably on his mind a bit. But uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I mean, they're not friendly games, are they? These are important matches. But you know, I think he's a player there that's um, that's proved his worth this season, and, and probably yeah, probably should be given a chance. Yeah, so we'll be looking out for them results and we'll be talking about it on next week's show. Let's move on from the football now, Paul, and uh, let's talk MMA. And Charlene Dyer fought in France in the Hexagon MMA and she won. And James Tweetnam spoke to her about the victory and this is what he had to say. An amazing spinning elbow and what a way to make your debut. Yeah, um... I never expected that I would get a finish. I always go into a fight. I always say I'll get a finish, but realistically, I'll go into a fight thinking it's going to be a three-round war. Um, start basic, listen to my corner. And my corner actually called it. Literally, Ash Grimshaw, he was like, okay, 10 seconds left, spin back elbow. And I always listen to what he says, even if I don't want to do it. I heard the clack I was spinning back elbow. He was like, oh my days, she's on the ground. I was like, I've got five seconds left to finish it or the round's over. So I went to a ground like, and it stopped. It was gassed. So the second you landed it, did you know, this is over? I, I landed it when I saw blood on the floor and she was on the floor. I was like, oh my days, she's on the floor. My elbow started hurting. That's how I knew that it connected. She was on the floor. It was our best finish in the next five seconds. Or she's going to make it to the next round somehow. So I got panicked a little bit, but it was over. It was gassed. Well, you sound incredibly hyped about this, that's fair to say. But I'll tell you who was even more hyped. That French crowd, they absolutely adored you. And what did you make of them? Yeah, the French crowd, they were amazing. Like, the atmosphere, the hospitality, everything. Um, the crowd was amazing. Even like, when I landed, like, a good shot, the crowd exploded. So, um, yeah, that's what I do it for, for the crowd, for myself, for my team. And you've achieved a lot in combat sports. A 27-time Muay Thai world champion. You've done it all in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Have you ever had a moment quite as sweet as that? 
<laughs> no, like literally my first profile to go like like that. Like not a lot of people could have a profile and they'll finish the opponent in with spinning back elbow in the first round. Like it's unbelievable. Like it still hasn't soaked in. Like my phone is blowing, it's been blowing up. And obviously I trained um I trained I've done that half I've done a week camp with Meatball Molly as well and she does uh, spinning back elbow, so like inspiration. But um yeah, it still hasn't sunk in. Tomorrow I'll be like Oh, I'm so happy. Obviously, Meatball Molly, one of the best fighters in the country. Not many people can say they've one-upped her. You managed to do that tonight. <laughs> I want to say I one-upped her, but it was a pretty sweet KO. Pretty sweet KO, yes. Yeah, amazing. It most certainly was. And now, looking towards the future, most fighters need a plethora of fights before they're ready for a title shot. Could that be something that's far quicker in the future for you? 100% like obviously I've got the win now in a spectacular form but it's not like I don't want to rush anything I'm still only 21 years old like I still have time in my hands so I just want to grow this is still my first pro fight um, still grow fight different opponents before I reach the title shot um, I don't if it takes five years ten years I don't mind but I'm gonna get it one day Watching you perform there you had tremendous fluidity of movement your strikes looked on point so what more do you have to improve going forward? everything really like even my, my striking was amazing this fight there's so much more that I can do so much more that I do in the gym that I still need to transition into when I go live um, in the cage in front of a crowd so just improving everything my striking my wrestling my jiu-jitsu everything's just gonna keep growing and I imagine your family was sat at home enjoying that the French crowd were obviously enjoying that but somebody extra special who I guarantee was watching was your Hollywood friend Mr Tom Hardy <laughs> yeah, he's. Oh, hopefully he's watching it. He probably would be watching it. Um, I don't really get to show off my jiu-jitsu. Um, he does a lot of jiu-jitsu, but he definitely will be gassed as well. And something that you talk about so openly, the reason you have this nightmare nickname, it's in honour of a friend of yours who sadly lost his life. And I think tonight you did him proud with that finish. Uh, every win that I do is for him. I say that before every fight, we're going to make it to the top. Me and him are going to make it to the top. Me and the nightmare name is going to make it to the top. So this fight and all my fight is for Jay Shepard. Rest in peace. This one's for me, you and your family. Always. Absolutely. Amazing stuff. And before I let you go, is there anything that you like to add that I perhaps haven't asked you about? Just shout out my team, really. Shout out my corner, Barry Healy, uh, Grimshaw. He... Um, they both took time out of their lives. They were small kids to come over to France to corner me. Brad Pickett, everyone at GB Top Team, everyone at Nosy. Shout out my sponsors, Camorra Performance, Hoodrich, um, Provider Security, all my sponsors. I couldn't be here without them and my family. Well, that was an incredible performance from Chanel Dyer, and we can't wait to see what she does next. So that was Chamel Dyer talking about her victory in the MMA in France. And uh, now we'll talk about Rugby League. Paul and Salford Devils, they were in Super League action this weekend. They played Wakefield um, and won in Golden Point, 14 points to 13. Talk us through it. Yeah, it was a funny game, Rob, to be honest, after a Lord May show, really, last week, Hull win by 60 points. This this game, um, we got an early try from Max Costello, who'd been out for a while. He, he got his way back into the side via um, an injury to Tim Lafayette. It was great to see Max Costello back. Got a good try. I thought he had a solid game for us as well. Um, after that, Wakefield got back into the game, really took the lead, and, and, and deservedly so. I thought they defended really well, Wakefield. They were, they were tough, they were resilient, they, they, they stopped Solver getting into the stride, really. Solver couldn't really build any pressure, made far too many mistakes, and, um, and were fortunate, I think, to go in front leading 12 10 at half time, Solver. Really. I thought Wakefield had edged that, that first half, and staying in the second half, I thought Wakefield were the better side for long periods of the game. 
and um, there was a couple of drop goal attempts late on and um, the, the game ended up going to extra time 13-13 and uh, Mark Sneed it was in, in the extra time Wakefield coming up with a, a mistake a forward pass giving us a chance and you know Mark Sneed is he's, he's a real talisman for Salford he's so reliable with his goal kicking and with a drop goal as well you give him a chance Mark Sneed and he'll take it and he, he was the difference between the two sides really his goal kicking and his um, his sort of astuteness to be able to drop a goal in a, in a pressure situation so yeah a fortunate win for Salford I thought you know really I thought the game you know, both sides deserved a point. I think a draw would have been a fair result. I'm not a big fan of golden point. I think 13-13 was a draw, draw match, but that's the way it goes. And we've, we've won a few in golden point in the past and we've lost a few. So uh, today was a, a good day for us to get the result. Yeah, we spoke to Danny Addy, Reese Williams and Paul Rowley after the game. And this is what they had to say. Golden point extra time wins a bit of a roller coaster, aren't they, Paul? <laughs> yeah, 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 that was, um, it, it was stressful. Um, you, you know, you you're hoping for something out you know, I thought we could have had an eye tackle and it was in that set there but um, guess gave us some uh, field position uh, and you just pray you don't make an error and you, you know you, you're praying for a gift if you like um, but ultimately uh, there were nothing given either way and, uh, and, 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 t- and to be fair to our boys they, they earned the field position and then like, like you said before Sneedy uh, held his, his nerve and, and did, did what he's done many times before so um, yeah I'm, we're, we're really pleased to come through it and it could have gone either way so we acknowledge that you know it, um, if, if Wakey had won I wouldn't have no qualms about it and you know so uh, we're certainly not we're not doing backflips so or uh, you know bouncing off the ceiling yeah different kind of win from, from last week obviously Hull throwing all the ball about wonderful tries this week that's a ground out result yeah and, and, and they're tenacious side defensively obviously they played against Wigan and and, and they went wrong, wrong for them on that occasion but other than that they, you know they've showed a lot of uh, resilience in defence and, and, and previewing them we, we, we saw that as well um, it's been you know quite, quite difficult to break down and I thought they did a good job on us on, on, on most occasions I thought our best our best uh, cause of that cause of action was uh, route one up the middle uh, but I don't think either team found it hard to make yards up the middle um, so uh, yeah it was it was a case of being tidy with the ball completing high just take your three metres up the middle and, uh, and and getting with field position at the end so uh, which we didn't do in the first half uh, but we, we got more of that in the second half and uh, and that enabled us to come through any more injuries to report obviously we've got a few but just some cuts uh, just just a few cuts in there but uh, n- nothing nothing uh, notable that is going to worry us for uh, well a short turnaround actually in five days isn't it going to Wigan so yeah yeah big time obviously Wigan you know good, t- good team away from home a big, big test obviously with your that's mm. well, a huge test more, more, more so that it's like I said it's a short turnaround doesn't does us no favours but um, yeah again as I always say we, we brush ourselves off and, and we'll get ready for the next one cheers Paul cheers I'd like to say Paul Rowley joins me a bit different from last week Paul difficult game today Wakefield defended pretty well didn't for, uh, for spell we had to be tough yeah, um, really pleasing to get the win in the in tough circumstances against a team who were, um, you know, super motivated and and, and scrapping for everything really. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of things we'd like we would have liked to have been better at, 
Um, however, you know, the pleasing thing is the result, and that's that's probably the most important thing at this moment in time. I think it's myself in that second half. I thought this is a game that's going to slip away from us this yeah. one. And in, in credit to Salford, I think credit to Wakefield as well. And in a draw, probably would have been a fair result. Mm. But are you a fan of Golden Point extra time? Uh, I am today. But have you had much experience with it before? It's the first one that I, I, I was here when we we got the uh, the try against Catalan, the Challenge Cup uh, game, the Warrington, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, no, that. But as a head coach, that's the, my first experience of it. So yeah, it's uh, it's a relief really, and uh, it's uh, it's a bit of a um, high low emotion type thing. So uh, you, you know, we've gone, we, we'll feel good tonight. You know, mm-hmm. we'll come through that. But they, I would imagine uh, on the other end of it, that they'll have been pretty demoralising for them boys. Who's worked hard enough to mm. to get something out of the game, you know? I'll give them that 100%. They did, and uh, if they'd uh, if they had nicked the win at the end, we'd have had no qualms about it. They deserved it. We would have had no issues there. Um, probably other than the mm. uh, Shane Wright try that we should have had after knock on. That's a bit. That was a bit. That's uh, a funny decision. Uh, weird one. Uh, I thought that. Why is? I mean, why would you think that's been been called back? I mean, uh, it's normally no play way. on, isn't it? Which is strange. We've never seen that before, so mm. yeah, it was a bit uh, a bit puzzling that one. But after last week, it was important to get a result today, wasn't it? By hook or mm. by crook, I suppose. You did all that hard work at Hull, win by sixty, you know, score sixty mm. points. So to get the two points today, it just keeps that momentum going, doesn't it? Yeah, it just puts them in the bag early. You know, we we understand that the season, as the season progresses, that our boys are getting uh, more match fit. Uh, it's, it's no secret that we had a disruptive pre-season. Quite a lot of lads have not done a pre-season, so so we, we, we'll uh, we'll grow and, and improve on the move, which uh, you know c- can can sometimes make for um, some scrappy moments or some lack of fluency and connectivity in defence. So, um, but yeah, we you know we we understand that and and, and we work hard and, and we're quite honest in our. Um, in our reviews with each other and so uh, yeah but I think ultimately today to come through that in the manner that the game was and the things that kind of didn't really get much go our way as well I thought you know so uh, in that respect it's quite easy to put your head down and uh, and like you said before you could you know go in your shell and think that the world's against you a little bit but they held the nerve and uh, Sneedy was the sharp, shoot, sharp shooter in the end see you later boys Mike Costello I thought came back in and did a good job for you. Danny Addy seems to have been out for ages, doesn't he? Yeah. He's eight and a half months. He's yeah. come back in there and that must be pleasing for you to get some yeah. bodies back. Pleasing for, for us and Danny and, uh, you know, in, in the real world, he it would have been playing outside in the reserves. And, yeah. but, but that, that's, that's the thing. We, we, we have to put lads in like Danny and uh, he'd be really spurring with his minutes and because uh, it's quite evident when, when they get to the end of the spell, they fall in a hole a little bit there. But And same for Cosy. Cosy's not, he's not played because... We've not been able to put him out on duel because we've been one injury off losing a back, so we've been had to be careful with him. Um, and so for him to come in today and show the enthusiasm, it wasn't polished uh, from him. And, and obviously Tim Lafayette takes him replacing, but what Cosy brings is character and enthusiasm. So uh, you know everybody loves Cosy for that. Um, he's, he's a popular character, and so it was good for him to to pull a shirt on today to be honest Tim Lafayette did he pull up in the, the warm up he pulled up in team room so uh, we just he's, he's, he's got an hamstring issue we need to get scanned and then we'll see the severity of that and that'll determine um, yeah how, how long he's out for but yeah but he'll be out now so I'm not sure how long yet have we got anybody else edging back for next week at Wigan um, 
No. Joel Burgess not playing. Oh, Budgie. Budgie, yeah. Uh, I, I think Budgie will be up for selection, yeah. Yeah, he said to me on the way out, he seemed up for next week. He always seems to want to play against his old club. Yeah. What do you expect going there next week? That's not his choice, is it? But, no, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I think he's, he's in with a chance, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, as I said earlier, I think you go to Wigan... Since I've been watching them since 1980, you know what you're getting from Wigan. They're kicking you in the corner, they're bashing you, and uh, they're giving you absolutely nothing. So, without getting technical, that's pretty much what will we'll be on Friday. It's a short turnaround for us, so there's a challenge in there in itself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's Wigan away, and, uh, and, and, it's, uh, and it's tough, and it'll be brutal. And uh, But yeah, we'll enjoy it and look forward to it. So These are the kind of games you want to test yourself in, though, Paul, aren't they? You, know, you have yeah. a glint in your eye when you go in these games, don't you? Yeah, I mean, we said it last year, didn't we? We, we, we look forward to the Saints game because they were the champions. So, uh, and, and if you remember after that Saints game and around Easter time, we were the biggest upset we couldn't go with our full team. Mm. But our boys pulled off a, a, a fantastic performance that day. Uh, with 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 a with a broken team, so uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah he, we've got a bit of character in this side, so uh, we might have to dig deep on Friday. Good luck, Paul. Thanks Cheers. very much for speaking to us, mate. Thank you. Right, I'd like to say Danny Addy joins me. You've been a long time out injured, haven't you? How good was it to get back out there today? Yeah, we're well, good. Yeah, like I said, it's been uh, eight and a half months. Um, it's a long time when you when you like doing what you do so much. You know what I mean? Being being away and uh, not feeling a part of it. What? What, uh, what hardest thing but hopefully that's in past now and it was nice to get a few minutes under my belt tough game as well wasn't it how tough was it out there I mean it was his ding dong game really, wasn't it after yeah, the 60 well, points last week so that's it yeah they're not always going to be 60 pointers either we know that we sort of expected a bit of a scrappy game and stuff that we sort of spoke about uh, we didn't do too well at first well we didn't do too well uh, throughout the game but we managed to just clean on it in there and it's obviously don't matter how you get them done, two points is two points. Mark Sneed and Mason Lino trading, drop goal, it's like a game of tennis between them two yeah. there, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was good, to, I, I was off at time, so, you know, but bums, getting bums off seats, and um, yeah, it would have been exciting for fans, but definitely not for us. We're going away next week, looking forward to that one. Yeah, definitely, so as a, you know, don't come much tougher than, than we're going away, but short turn round as well, so we'll probably look at this game tomorrow and then... Uh, Eyes will be straight on Wigan, but yeah, like you say, tough one, but we're looking forward to it. What did Paul really have to say to you after the end of the game today? Because it, it, it was a difficult game, I think you've got to wait for the, a lot of credit because they, they, they tackled well, didn't they? What did Paul have to say to you? Was he, was he a bit cross with that game as he went? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, he said most of his stuff at half-time. What we spoke about at half-time, we didn't really need to say too much, you know, after the game. We just, um, you know, we, we got, not lucky, but, you know, would have preferred not to let it get that close and win like that, but um, you know you, you have to find a way sometimes, and, and we did. And yeah, are you a fan of Golden Point, or do you think you should have been a draw? Golden Point, only because you won. <laughs> <laughs> only because we won, yeah. That just makes it exciting, doesn't it? I, I've, I've been on the end of a lot of them, on the other end of them, um, and they're not nice. So can't actually remember the last time I won one, so this can't remember the last time I won a Golden Point, so. It's nice to see you back yeah. in the team, mate. Nice Thanks for the second time for the Danny. All the best, mate. So I'm joined by Reese Williams. Big win today. Yeah, good to get the win. Uh, not the prettiest of games, but, um, you know, it's important two points. Yeah, obviously, golden point, extra time. What's that like as a player? Obviously, you know, and, and one point wins it. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, when you've got the caliber and Martin need to kick goals, uh, you've got to put, put the, uh, the player ball in the right place and let him do his thing. And uh, he's a good goal kicker and we should have probably 
going to get them dusted in, uh, in uh, normal time, but yeah, good to get a win. What do you think of the season so far up to fourth, playing well? Getting better, I think. Um, started the season, you know, pretty well and then dropped off and sort of starting to pick things back up, so it's just important to get them two points early on, so uh, we can just keep trying to get better. And about yourself, obviously, goal the line a couple of times so far? Uh, yeah, a little frustrated to drop, drop that ball, but um, I think I uh, worked hard and tried to put, uh, put the average carriage into the team, but uh, yeah, I need to do better to get that ball over the line, but uh, we got the job done. Yeah, Wigan next week, be a big test. Yeah, massively, you know, uh, Wigan have been up there for the last couple of years, a uh, tough team with uh, a, lot, a lot to handle, um, you know, we, we probably didn't put our best foot forward in the pre-season game, uh, but you know, that we move on and hopefully get the job done Friday. Brilliant, cheers and uh, good luck. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, mate. So obviously all three, uh, you know, happy with the result. You know, really were tested, but obviously, like you say, with golden points, it's always good when you get on the right side of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and it doesn't matter how you win the game, Rob. Really, for me, I mean, two points is two points. You win, you get sixty points at all. You get two points. You win by a, a scruffy win by a point at home to Wakefield. You get two lead points. So it doesn't really make any difference. I mean, if we'd have got beat against Wakefield, to me, it would have been. You know, two steps backwards, really. You know, you have a great win at Hull, and then and then throw one away against Wakefield at home. So it was good to get the result, get the win. It builds confidence. It's three wins from five games. It keeps us up towards the top end of the table. We've got a massive test against Wigan coming up next week, but you know that's a different game. That that game can go a completely different way. It's a different opposition. It might be a totally different tempo. You know, you know credit to Wakefield. I thought they defended well in that game, but they did slow things down and tried to to, to get us down to their level. Obviously, they didn't want us to play at the, the sort of pace we played against Hull and that was the right tactics from them but against Wigan it might be totally different so yeah credit to Wakefield I, I think you know that they they did really well in that game but I think Salford just about did enough to, to win it but as I said I think a draw would have been a fair result but uh, but no we'll take the win it helps us along the way doesn't it and uh, yeah we've got a massive game against Wigan coming up yeah, Matty Costello with one of the tries came in for the injured Tim Lafay Chris Atkin with, with the other Salford score obviously Matty Costello coming in, you know, cold, but really, I thought, performed really well. He did. I thought he was one of our best players. He was very, very solid in defence. He took his chance well when he uh, when he got it. He never lets us down when he plays. He's just been unfortunate to to be kept out of the team by uh, by Dean Cross and Tim Lafayette, but who were two good centres, so I think he'd make a good acquisition to any Super League side, Matty Costello. So I was pleased with him, pleased that he got over the line. And, you know, judging by what we've heard from about Tim Lafay, his injuries picked up. He could be out for a number of weeks. So, you know, Matty Costello may get another chance against uh, against Wigan. So, I mean, he didn't let us down today. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the team again next week. How much of a blow is that Tim Lafay injury of his hamstring? Could be anything between four and ten weeks out. Yeah, it's disappointing, but injuries happen, don't they? You go through the season with injuries, and and every team will get them, and it's how you deal with them. And you know, it's lucky we've got players in the squad who we can bring in. We've got quite, you know, quite a small squad, but I think we've got quite a flexible squad where we can move things around, and we've got players who can play in a number of positions. You've only got to look at Chris Atkin, how versatile he is in the in the side. So, um, so yeah, I think you've got a ready-made replacement there, in Matty Costello. He'll slot in the centres, and I don't think he'll let us down. Yeah, disappointing to lose Tim Lafayre because he's been playing well, but uh, but hopefully Joe Burgess will be back soon mm. as well, so he'll be there to bolster the squad. So if Paul Rowley sees a place for Joe in the team, he, he's there as a, as, as a backup as well, or whether he'll come in and replace somebody, we're not too sure, but he's, he's another body back, isn't he? Because 
you've got a few on the sidelines at the moment. You've only got to look in the stands. You know, with Alex Gerrard, he's a, he's a bit of a miss for us as well. So, um, you know, we're coping well at the moment with the injuries that we've got. Yeah, Max Need with a drop goal, golden point winner. Uh, how important is he to Salford team? Oh, I think he's very important. He's very reliable, as I said before. You've only got to look at his goal kicking. He, he doesn't miss many at all. He's very, very reliable with his kicking. He, you know, he he'll kick most most kicks every week. And when you're going up in sixes every week, I think it's 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 a lot more confidence boosting for the rest of the team as well. You get a penalty goal and, and he'll nail it. He'll put put you in front. I think you get a chance with a drop goal nine times out of ten. Max Neil will back heel him over for you. So, you know, his composure there to to drop those goals, I thought was second to none. And as soon as Wakefield made that mistake, that forward pass in their own half you, you knew that, that where that ball was going and uh, you knew Max Need if he if he got the ball in enough space and enough time he'd, he'd knock it over easy for you so it's great to have somebody like that in the team somebody reliable um, and he's a, he's a quality player as well he really is a good leader he's a brave player as well he's a good defender and he runs a ball in really hard as well he runs with intent and he's scored a couple of tries recently as well so he's playing some great stuff for us at the moment and you know you think back to the, the, the Challenge Cup final when we played uh, Leeds a few years ago if we'd have had somebody like Mark Sneed in the team then you know that sort of guy who's got that eye for a drop goal and you know that, that sort of kicking finishing we probably would have won that game as well so I think it's great we've got Mark in the team and um, yeah he's one of the best halfbacks in the league yeah we didn't away uh, this weekend uh, you know be a tough contest obviously we're going to have one of the best teams in Super League we've played them in a couple of friendlies haven't we uh, in the last uh, few weeks and yeah it's a difficult thing really obviously Wigan will be there wanting to take the two points but it's up to Paul Rowley's men uh, to dig deep and find the result yeah well, they've made a good start to the season we're going to have the uh, you know they were they beat Huddersfield at the weekend just gone you know looked um you know, pretty good in that game. I think they're the same as us. They won three and lost two, haven't they? So, um, so this is a big game for Salford. If they can not Wigan off, we can sort of move into the top three. Then um, it's a massive game going there, though. They're always tough to beat at home. They're a tough side. They'll defend. They'll defend tough. They'll, they'll they'll kick well. They'll do the small things right, won't they? So, if you're going to go and win at Wigan, you've got to defend really well. You're going to get your line tested, um, and you're going to take your chances when they come as well. We had some some big games with them last season there if you remember that 30 points to 24 the game where um, they, they won it in the, the last minute when Morgan Esquire went for that drop goal um, we've had some some real tussle with them recently so uh, so this should be an exciting game as well Friday night I think it's on the telly as well it'll be a good game you know it'll be a real good game for us that and uh, yeah a big big test yeah let's talk about Salford's PDRL team they played in their first festival this weekend at Wigan uh, won one game lost one game beat Hull 22 points to 6 and then lost to Castleford 18-4 but historic first win uh, for the PDRL team yeah definitely yeah yeah great to see him get that first win and you know, first of many, let's hope, and uh, let's hope there's loads more festivals that you know this season for them to go to and, and compete in. And I'm sure they will. Uh, but no historic to get off uh, to get off a uh, you know to the, the first win. That's uh, that's big news. That yeah, and it shows obviously what the the club are doing in the community. Where we've got the PDRL team, we've got the learning disabilities, learning disabilities team, we've got the ladies team. We, we've it's really a massive effort to get into the community uh, and and finding a team for everybody. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He's making um, you know all the levels of 
for people there to go out and play rugby league and making it inclusive to everybody, really. And uh, I think it's great that the, that the club are getting involved with everybody, getting involved with the community. And, uh, you know, they've been doing some really good things off the field for not just this season, but for a number of seasons now. And it's all sort of snowballed uh, really well. And, you know, we look at the ladies' team, they're doing tremendously well. Got a big season in front of them as well. And, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of good things going on at Salford on and off the pitch. Fantastic stuff uh, going on at Southwell. There's also great stuff going on at Swint Lions. Unfortunately, they were defeated this weekend at home to Featherstone. They lost uh, 34 points to 6, but obviously we know Featherstone are a good side. They've got some good players. They've got a lot of money behind them. Uh, and obviously, Swint Lions put up a good fight, uh, but unfortunately, went down to defeat. Yeah, well, I don't think even the most ardent Swinton supporter probably would have expected you know, a, a real tough game today. would have been surprised if Swinton would have won. You know, Featherstone made a big start to the season and they were beating the Challenge Cup last week by Halifax, but in the in the, in the sorry in the, the championship they've uh, they swept everybody aside really so far this season and it was always going to be a tough game for Swinton, but I don't think they they did themselves any um, any disservice really. It was a, a decent performance, you know, a gritty performance and you know, they held uh, Featherstone for large parts of the game, but you know, Featherstone's quality and power and pace just just told in the end. Yeah, and obviously. This weekend, they had James Greenwood and Ryan Lannan on loan from Salford Devils. Both, you know, very good forwards in their own right. They're on a two-week loan to give them fitness and to give Swinton a boost as well. So, we're hoping, obviously, James Greenwood came up with a try uh, against Featherston. So, that shows that he was banging form. We're just hoping that, you know, both the players and Swinton benefit uh, from the blame. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did, you know. James Greenwood's had such a tough time with injuries in his time at Salford, and you know you just want him to get a bit of uh, a bit of game time now and, and, and force himself back into the side because we need we need big forwards in our team, don't we? So um, yeah, Ryan Lannan as well is I don't think Ryan's been featured at all for us this season, so for one reason or another. So good for him to get some game time under the belts, and let's hope we can see them in a Salford shirt sooner rather than later. Yeah, obviously with rugby league, you know there isn't much money rush uh, swelling around both in the super league and and in the the lower divisions. And you know Swinton put on a, a fine uh, corporate dining offer for their supporters at twenty five pound for adults, thirty two pound sorry thirty five pound for adults, thirty two pound for concessions, uh, with a free course meal. Watch the match at Haywood Road. Salford had a Mother's Day special as well for their supporters uh, at the ground this weekend. So both clubs trying to do a lot for the community and getting them involved. Yeah, certainly I think both sides do. I think so. both sides work really, really hard in the community. And, and there's a lot, of, as we've said it before, there's a lot of competition in the local area you know, for people to go and, and do things at weekends and, and things like that. So it's difficult to entice the crowds and uh, but I think both sides work tremendously hard in the community you know they're solving with their foundation and what have you and swinging with the, the stuff they do it's both got supporters trust and everybody tries to, to work out you know two sides that are probably not washed with money um, but we've got an awful lot of good people there working hard behind the scenes yeah, outside the local uh, rugby league bubble, Paul. Let's do a quick look at the Super League results. Castleford beat Leeds on Thursday night, fourteen points to eight. Um, Leeds are in a bit of trouble at the moment. Obviously, Kurt Leaning, uh, Kurt Leaning leaving uh, the club and uh, defeat against Cass. Yeah, they, they, it's been a bit strange. I mean, they had a great win against St Helens the, the week before, didn't they? And played really well there and won that game late on. And then we're much fancied against against Castleford, and 
you know, it, it didn't work out. I mean, Cass were really poor the week before. They come by a win, could they, the Lee Radford, but no, they, they turned Leeds over. So Leeds are um, very inconsistent at the moment this season from, from what I've seen of them. They can't seem to string any sort of consistency together. Yeah, and obviously with a minute to go, Huddersfield lost to Wigan 14-12. Saints beat Hull 20 points to 12. Warrington beat Lee 38-20. What results stood out for you there? I think the Warrington game, Warrington have looked pretty good, haven't they? I mean, the Saints and Hull was with two poor sides, I thought, in that game. It wasn't a lot of quality in that match. It was quite a poor match. But, you know, Warrington, you know, against a decent Lee team, put them to the side, really. And Huddersfield and Wigan, I thought Huddersfield flattered to deceive at times and Wigan got the result. So I think I think Warrington and Catalans have been the two sides so far who both them beat them. Yeah, with 30 seconds to go, Catalan were at home on Saturday and they beat Hull Kingston Rovers 24 points to 12. Yeah, they look pretty solid, Catalan. The defence looks pretty good. Uh, they're always a tough side to beat over there in France. And at the moment, they, they're looking a good bet, aren't they? So there's a long way to go. Yeah, I think once you get past Easter, that's when we'll start seeing who's, uh, who the top dogs are. Yeah, and obviously every every game in Super League is, is one to look out for. Salford are currently fourth in the Super League. Warrington are top, Catalan second, Wigan third, Salford fourth, Huddersfield fifth, Saints are sixth. Hockey are Leeds, Lee, Hull FC, Castleford and the bottom at Wakefield. So big thanks to this week's Sports on Salford State Radio and we'll see you next week for more Salford Sporting Chat. 